0: And welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode one eighteen. I kind of wish it were like a rounder number, like, like it would have been really. If I'd really been doing some like A level planning, I would have lined up this episode with my one hundredth uh, podcast episode. That would have been. That would have been really, really advanced level like planning, <laughs> which is um, yeah, that's not that's not really what I do. <laughs> uh, and the reason that would have been cool is because this this blog um, is about uh, the, there being a sort of an anniversary of the blog, so it's the ten year anniversary of my blog. Um, so it would have been super cool if it somehow lined up with the like anniversary of the podcast. Or like a nice round number of the podcast. Anyway, it might actually, in fact, line up with an anniversary of the podcast. I have literally no memory of when I started it. Mm. Could, it could have been October. It could be two years. Maybe it's just by accident, or lining up perfectly, just not in the numbers way. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so so s- welcome. Thank you for listening. My name Emily. Um, if you're listening, you probably already know that. Um, but if you, you, you don't, then welcome. Hello. Uh, so I'll read this to you. Um, what's funny about this post, which I will tell you before I read it to you, is that I sort of knew this was coming down the, the road. Like I was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to hit 10 years of doing this blogging thing. And I feel like I started to think about it back in the spring. I don't know. For whatever reason, I just was like, oh, that's going to be kind of a big deal. And then I was like, oh, when? Well, but when is it? Is it like September? Is it October? I think it's October. It's definitely October. It's November. It's October. It's somewhere in the late, late fall. I'm sure it's not September. And then one day I was looking at the sort of internal works of the blog, my WordPress account in my iPad, because um, somehow it looks different there than it does on my computer. And I was looking at it, and there was like this tiny, weird little badge that I hadn't seen before. That was like, congratulations on your 10-year anniversary <laughs> from WordPress. And uh, I had totally missed it. It had happened like a week before, I, I, and I didn't see it. And I usually with WordPress, they'll like send kind of funny notifications about stuff like that. Like, um, I don't know, when I reached a certain number of views, I feel like they sent me this kind of like, woo, kind of notification. So I was actually really surprised that that this one was not like, hey, this is kind of a big deal. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, I remember after they do like a, or they used to, I don't think they do this anymore, but they used to do this like summary at the end of your year of blogging. Um, or, you know, whatever you use their platform for, I guess. And it was like fireworks and like, you know, this like graphic in my email that was these these fireworks exploding with numbers of views, et cetera, et cetera. So to have it be just like a badge that I kind of missed because they didn't actually tell me until I happened to be looking in my notifications, I, I thought that was funny. Um, anyway, but it's been 10 years, so that's... That's the story. Um, so now I'm going to read this to you. Uh, it is called My Blog-aversary, A Decade of Blogging. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, I reluctantly came back to NYC from London. And then the first few weeks of that return, I started the blog. I think the seeds of the blog had been planted months before, but it took the displacement of the move to really begin growing. In retrospect, there were two, maybe three, inciting experiences that led to this blog that I definitely never imagined I'd still be doing 10 years later. One of those inciting incidents was a lunch I had with a friend from high school, with whom I'd done some community theater. She had pursued a high-powered business career, but had always wondered about her theater path, not taken. I pursued theater without question, though with a great deal of angst, And hearing about the realities of my life choice seemed to make her feel better about hers. At some point in the conversation, she suggested making a magazine for struggling artists. She seemed really interested in the ins and outs of the lives of those of us who'd made this other choice. I took her suggestion seriously. I'm not sure I'd be blogging today if I had not had that conversation. Another factor for the blog's beginnings was my attempt to reconcile my compulsory return to the US. I'd been greatly inspired by theater in the UK, and I was devastated to have to return. I felt I wanted to try and bridge the gap, to try and bring a little of what I'd learned in London back home. Some of my earliest posts were part of a series called What I Wish American Theater Would Learn from the Brits. At least one of them actually happened. Nothing to do with me, I'm sure. And if I could have only chosen one to come to pass, it would not have been that one. Another factor in the blog's creation was my interest in returning to music. It's why the blog was called Songs for the Struggling Artist. I linked the posts to tunes in my Reverb Nation account that no one had ever heard. This was a practice I quickly abandoned. But it is funny that in the podcast version of the blog begun a few years ago, I returned to the songs. Sometimes the future of a thing is buried in its beginnings. A few things I've learned in a decade of blogging. One, the market for work about struggling artists is really small. Like, so small. You can't even believe how small. So ultimately, that magazine my business friend suggested would have been a flop. If my stats are any indication, people care about sexual harassment and maybe feminism a little bit, But the people who care about issues affecting struggling artists are few. My perspective on this was completely skewed because it felt to me that everyone was a struggling artist. But that's because almost all my friends are struggling artists. To me, the world is full of them. But there aren't nearly as many of us as I thought. And certainly a magazine for us would never have flown because struggling artists almost certainly couldn't afford to buy such a thing. And struggling artists weren't the only niche market, I discovered. Because I'm a theater maker, I wrote about theater fairly often. But theater, too, is very niche, I realized. I discovered this when I began to explore the idea of writing a feminist theater column somewhere. In my years in the theater, I'd thought feminism was the niche market. Because within theater, it is. The feminist revolution has been very slow to arrive in theater. But when I began to investigate how to pitch this feminist theater column to publications, I realized I'd have to reverse my thinking entirely. Whereas I'd initially thought I'd have to make a case for feminism, it was really theater that I'd have to make a case for. I thought about writing for bust or bitch, both of which have feminist culture critique. But theater is not TV, or film, or music. Theater was just too niche. I've had this sense of this confirmed by a friend who edits a theater publication. Theater is niche. Theater education is even nichier. Struggling artists are niche. But to my small community, occasionally, I get the privilege of expressing something unexpressed. I get to illuminate something that had once been in nichey darkness. I may not really speak to the mainstream, but really, that's what a blog is for. Blogger Paul Jarvis summed this up in his most recent post this way. Content on the internet currently is designed for scale, for sharing, for the masses. This runs counter to blogging, which is for a specific niche a specific group, a specific interest, a few people might have. By chasing the current state of content, we can lose what made the internet awesome in the first place. Unique voices sharing specific ideas for a tiny subset of folks interested in them. Clicks and viralness be damned. Writing for everyone really means writing for no one. It means using shock and outrage, changing every few minutes to create share-worthy rage, but nothing else. It means clicking through 19 slides to realize the information presented was designed more to get you to see an advertisement than to share something useful with you. That's Paul Jairus. And as niche as this blog may be, it is the most popular thing that I do, (laughs) by a long shot. I'm very grateful to it for giving me a space to share my thoughts and to make a difference. It has become a support for me via Patreon, it has become the vehicle for my intro to podcasting and led to the creation of two podcasts, this one, the Songs for the Struggling Artist blogcast, and reading the library book, my book for young people. It has led to the creation of five albums worth of music and thereby brought me back to something I loved and abandoned. And I'm especially grateful to the people who have read the blog, heard it, heard me, helped me have confidence in my own words, in my anger, my ideas, my voice. Thank you for the last decade. Let's see what develops in the next one. Ten years, y'all. Thank you. Thank you for the decade. And thank you for listening today. I really appreciate it. So some of the things that uh, this this blog slash podcast has birthed, um, I mentioned in the in the blog, and I just want to direct you towards them if, in case you are interested. Um, most of them are on my website, which is emilyrainbowdavis.com, and uh, you will find there on the music tab all five of the albums that I mentioned are there, Um there's also links to my other podcast, which is reading the library book. There is also uh, other stuff that is actually unrelated to all of this. But you're welcome to check out my voices for like games and stuff, voiceover business. That's a thing that's there. Um, my friend Sally helped me um, make a reel for for game voicing, which is super fun, by the way. I I am like featured in one game that she she brought me in on and it, it it's just hilarious to be like, "Oh, that's that's me. That's my I'm a bartender in a game that takes place and I can't even remember where it is, but it's very it's very it's very fun." Anyway, that's there too. So, uh, you know, who knows what random treasures you will find in my website. And uh, you know what actually uh, uh, I I I I feel like I probably won't write about this, so I'm just going to say it. Um, I was talking with someone recently who uh, she was telling me she had a blog for 10 years, which I thought was interesting, and then she stopped after 10 years, um, partly due to having children and a partner that she didn't want to, who, you know, she'd been writing about her life and then she didn't feel like it was what her family needed or wanted to be talking about them once, once her child was kind of old enough to be aware of what's going on. Um, anyway, I always I thought that was a really interesting experience. And she was saying that, you know, she needed to kind of anonymize. Is that really a word? I don't know. <laughs> she needed to become more anonymous in her, in her writing. Um, and it, I just thought it was so interesting because I feel exactly the opposite that, that, you know, for so long, I had, you know, my name is actually still not on the blog. Um, I will usually say it in the, in the blog cast, but I actually, my name is, is not written on the blog. Um, and th- at the beginning that was due to, um, you know, theater's a weird business. And I was writing a lot about my frustrations with working in education in theater. And I knew that if, you know, if if my boss saw what I was saying about my job, like I would be fired or, or because I'm freelance, like basically just not asked back and I wouldn't know why. So, you know, in the beginning I really had to be anonymous and, and that kind of anonymity has, um, has stuck a bit. Uh, but I'm, I feel like, you know, I'm moving into claiming my own name in a, in a surprising way to me. Like buying my own name as my domain, um, was, uh, that's like, that's new, that's new. Um, same with using my full name, um, in, in music, you know, I used to have a band, um, and, you know, the band didn't have my name in it. And then when I went sort of solo, I didn't use my name either. I, I went for a long time as Emily's Experiments, which looked very funny online because without punctuation, it looked like Emily's sex experiments. <laughs> it was very, very funny, and I, you know, I thought about changing it. But then I was like, well, if it gets me a couple more plays on the internet, I guess it's all right. I don't know, weird weirdness. All that to say is, I am much more comfortable um, using my name, standing behind whatever I say. And a lot of that is just being um, less terrified of the um, horribleness of the Internet. You know, like being a woman on the Internet is terrible, and I knew that. Um, so I was protecting myself. And now, uh, you know, I fully am aware that, that having my name out there me- means that I'm probably more of a target. Um, but I now I'm weighing the, the benefit-cost, you know, ratio – and, and it feels good to just be like, you know what? This is who I am. And uh, don't come at me, please. But, but if that's what happens, that's what happens. Anyway, that's what 10 years of blogging can do, is allow you to use your own name in your website. And that is my story. So the song today, everybody, is uh, Reeling in the Years by Steely Dan, as mentioned in several... Posts back before I got distracted by my fury and the rage boiling in, in my country at the moment. Um, so, yes, Reeling in the Years by Steely Dan, which I love. I love Steely Dan and I love this song. So, here you go. Um, and I think it's probably obvious why Reeling in the Years would be appropriate for this blog anniversary episode. We are reeling in the years—ten years, man. We got ten years behind us. Who, who knows how many years of blogging are ahead? We'll reel them in. Anyway, here's Julie Dan.
1: Lasting summer you can see it fading fast So you hang on to something that you think is gonna last Well you wouldn't know a diamond if you held it in your hand The things you think are precious I can't understand Are you reeling in the years? Stowing away the time Are you gathering up the tears? Have you had enough of mine? Are you reeling in the years? Stowing away the time? Are you gathering up the tears? Have you had enough of mine? You've been telling me you were a genius since you were 17. After all these years of known you, I still don't know what you mean. Are you gathering up the tears? Have you had enough of my? That trip we made to Hollywood has etched upon my mind After all the things we've done and said you found another man The things you think are useless I can't understand Are you reeling in the years? Stowing away the time Are you gathering up the tears? Have you had enough of mine? Gathering up the tea